Just don't give up on what you're trying to do. Where there is love and inspiration, I don't think you can go wrong. Ella Fitzgerald. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get to yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this point is the Lifefoot Halfling Ranger. Time to go back to Wayslaw with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel as we explore Leaders and Legacies, a real play 5e audio podcast. We hope that 2022 is being nice to you, and if it's not being nice to you, at least hope it's letting you get proper amounts of self-care and sleep. So now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Leaders and Legacies. Yeah, no, you haven't heard from Val yet. Um, and in fact, the afternoon does seem to be stretching on at this point. It's not sunset, but the, the afternoon is wearing on. The shadows are getting a little bit longer. So you do feel like you probably, wherever Val was sending you, you need continue along the path because it really seems like it's the only option other than to turn back. All right, so at this, at this point, lunch, lunch is more or less wrapped up. Coffee's being brewed. We're, we're, we're trying to keep things moving along here. Uh, has the weather changed? Has anything else changed in terms of perception? Because we know, based on what Fezzik told us, where we have to go, but we still haven't seen or heard more back from Val. If you're saying that these statues are uh, creepy deepy, then I want to I want to go past them while the light's still good, rather than be stuck in the dark with them. And Marcus, I get Marcus standing next to me. I guess nods in agreement, and let's get lunch cleaned up and packed up. Corin just gets up and leaves his rabbit or what's left of it on the boulder and just comes back down to the party. So you're leaving a little bit of a trace. Don't waste food. I tell Corin, go back and get it. Okay, Corin brings back the meager remains of the rabbit that he's been gnawing on. Essentially, you have the head, part of one leg, and the tail left, and he just kind of drops it at Fezzik's feet. The head is the best part. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop the head off and toss it for Corin and see if he wants to chase it. So as it goes rolling down the trail, Corin's eyes get really, really big, and then he starts pouncing on the head as it rolls down, trying to get it. Get it, boy! Get it! Come on, bring it back! Yeah, don't, don't, don't let the giant see that. All right. So yeah, you're following it along the trail. Uh, does that, I guess, that mean you're going to continue to you know, go up over the rise and down, kind of weaving through? Uh, yeah, the boulders that mark the, the, the edges of the trail. Yep. By the time you clear the, the winding path in the boulders and are starting to head up towards the statues, with the sun to its back, you see a figure kind of step in to the space between the statues and uh, then stand and, and appears to wait for you. Uh, so obviously I'm going to go stealth with a 22 up into the, up into the ridge line just away from the party. Hello there! A very familiar voice says, please continue forward. I would speak with you. And you immediately recognize it as Talgon. Bad voice. 
I would parley with you and tell you to turn back. But you just told us to come. Only so that I could not have to yell. Oh, thanks. Sorry for the inconvenience. Your inconvenience started when you didn't go where I sent you. Oh, yeah, about that. Yes, I see you figured out my little ploy to send you somewhere else. And now you persist in following me to each of the temples. You will not be able to stop me, so I would turn back. I see you've even gathered more friends. And he looks to you, Stanton, and then the giants. What's he wearing? Swimsuit. <laughs> He's got his his plate mail armor on the top. Um, he does seem to have kind of like leather leggings and a cloak, priestly vestitures. I discreetly touch my quiver and cast flame arrows. I assume you are missing your large friend. Well, I don't know. He was an elf. He wasn't very big. I mean, bigger than me. He can hide all he wants. But your friend is well known to those of us who have been in the service of George. Dragons are very unmistakable. They live a long, long time. That is why he is uh, occupied with my good friend Braxnar. Who's that? Oh, he knows him as a fellow dragon. What is your intent here? What are you trying to achieve? Thandor, you and your questions always plague me. My goals are my own. Let us just say that I am very unhappy with how Jord has protected this land when he could not protect my family or those of us who were in his service for all these eons. Why do you get so upset with my questions? You ask a lot of questions, Thandor. But it's my job to learn and seek out those who are wiser than me. You have a lot to do, don't you? I do have a very big task ahead of me. While all this is happening, I'm inching closer up the mountainside. Like, I'm kind of arcing wide, but I'm inching closer to Talgon. Okay, yeah, roll perception while you're doing that. Yeah, 23. With your 23, get a sense that Talgon isn't concerned with where you are because that you, know, you don't feel like that he's alone in all of this, but you, you can't quite put a finger, even with the 23 on, or a paw, I guess you can't put your paw on where his backup is. So Thandor, to answer your question is, what do I hope to gain? I hope to gain bringing of my friends through from another world into this one so that we can unleash powers that might allow me to bring people like my sister, Batula, back. You do know it won't work, right? I won't know until I try. I've been fairly successful so far. The fact that you've caught me at the end of my tour of these temples has little concern for me. I've done much damage so far, and I will continue to do more as, as I collect power. I am very close to collecting all that I need. I have one more question. Of course you do. You know where my friend Murtis's spouse is? Yes, I do. Can you return him? Excuse me? Can you return her? She's helping my army right now. I don't think she's willing, though. None are willing for what's coming, but all will either you know, join my side or perish. You would feel much com more comfortable if you let us, if at least he saw her. Can you tell us where she's at? 
She is with my army to the south. But if you wish to defeat me, you must chase me north. And west. Can't we just fight you now? I think you'll fight my friends instead. I've tarried long enough with you. I will leave you to my minions, and I will hope not to see you or be bothered by your questions again. I have one more question. Of course you do. Where are you going to go after this? Well, the fact that you seem to be practically following me, I think you know. The good news, for me at least, is I don't think you know where to go next after you make it to the, you know, to the Orc Grove. Why do you think that? Because I don't even think Marcus, who has spent time in the temple, knows where the next one is. And he looks to Marcus, and you can see Marcus knows that, yeah, he, you know, his, his orc was hiding the fact that these temples were connected um, from him. Andor will say in Celestial, if you turn back now, Jord will forgive you. I do not seek George's forgiveness. He returns to you in Celestial, and then he steps back over the hill and disappears. See, that's what happens when you're a Dave Reed chat. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we're, we're, we're starting to sub-chat in Discord, just the four of us, so that Dave can't see the planning. <laughs> and I'm trying to help you guys. I'm trying to distract them by Thandor asking a thousand questions. <laughs> I was waiting for... I was waiting for somebody to go for the attack. Right, you didn't give us a chance to go for initiative. Nope, but yeah, go for it now. Yeah. Ne next time we get an open window, we're taking a shot. <laughs> we were trying to decide what we were gonna do and who was gonna do it. <laughs> 22. 15 for Corin. 16 for Fezzik. Got an 18. All right, um, Stanton, you're up first. All right. Uh, now, it, it, as I understood the way things were left off at this point, are this Calgon guy bubble bathed away and he's not there. Yeah, he basically stepped backwards and disappeared kind of behind the, the peaks. So, you know, he was standing between the angels and he basically just kind of backed out. Angel, so there's more than one figure there. There are two, yeah, there's two, there's one on each side, you know, and but you know, they, they do appear to be angels without wings, it makes any difference. <laughs> All right, but so one, you know, this, this subtle ore glowing around them and everything else like this, and no, they're just they seem to be stone statues. Would these be the stone statues that Fezzik might have seen earlier on? Yes, they are. Ah, I told you they were creepy. You were right. Thank goodness we've all had we've all had our afternoon coffee. Uh, I have a bow. I just have a bow load with fire arrow. I'm going to shoot at one of them, and with a 23, I believe I hit. Now, so you know what kind of damage besides piercing does your flame arrow do? Uh, well, it's, it's going to be it's going to be the what the 1d8 plus four piercing, and then I got to roll a d6 for fire damage. Okay, so but it's just straight up fire damage, right? Let me, let me confirm that. I believe it is all it is. It's okay. You see the arrow bounce off and do no harm to, to the angel. It's going to be a long afternoon, boys and girls. How do you want to move, Stanton? Or are you going to stand back? Is there any immediate terrain on either side of this trail? I mean, in terms of, in terms of rocks, boulders? There's boulders kind of everywhere. The path seems to be the main way through. 
Um, it smooths out and flattens out so that uh, you know the you know the, basically the, you know as you're going uphill, you know it's like somebody's cleared a path up through. Um, but there's boulders to either side. All right, I'm going to that. I'm going to dash to the left as fast as my little legs can carry me to hide behind a boulder. Marcus, you know, kind of just ready in action to attack anything that moves. You know, he's looking out for your back. Sandor, what would you like to do? Sandor is going to get behind one of the rocks, too, um, and then hold his fist up as an action, save an action to, say, launch boulders. Okay. Anything else on your turn? Not right now. Fezzik, you're up next. I'm going to hold my action. Okay. What what action are you going to hold? Yeah, I'm still figuring that one out. <laughs> um, I will. I will go ahead and cast Hail of Thorns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'll at least prep you. That's good. And then I guess assume you're probably uh, loading an arrow to launch it the first thing that moves. Yeah, like always, I have my longbow already notched and ready. All right. Corin, how about you? I am going to stealth up closer. Um, I want to get kind of up the ridge, but to the side of the angel statue so I can see around them. You're not going to go between them, though, right? You're going to try to... No, I'm not going between them. Okay. <laughs> yep, and then I'm going to I'm going to hold a pounce in case one of the statues comes alive. So in terms of what you can see, is you can see that the trail kind of continues down past them, and that, you know, then it kind of drops off to the left. It's, it's past the peaks. Okay. Stanton, give me a real quick perception check. Yeah, you're, you're hiding behind the rock, right? So you've got the rock between you and the stone angels. Yes. One of the things that you notice as you're kind of like looking to try to see what's happening beyond you is that the stone in front of you seems to start to rise up and it's going to attempt to grapple you. So give me a, a pose strength check, please. Is this one of the smooth stones or is this one of the jagged stones? It's one of the smooth stones. 17. So, you know, you are grappled. This rock creature just puts its arms around you and starts to squeeze. It's going to try to roll forward and uh, crush you a little bit. He really is going for the total kill tonight, isn't he? Okay, fine. All right. Does a 16 hit? 16 just hits. Okay, so you take eight bludgeoning damage as it kind of puts its weight down into you. You all, you know, hearing Stanton scream out as he's being grappled and crushed. You do see the statue of the, of the angel on the left start to move forward. It seems to be looking for Stanton. It, it doesn't seem to, you know, have engaged with you yet because you have not attacked it yet. And very similar, the one on the right basically does the same thing as they kind of you know, move forward. Which one is closer to me? The one on the right, I believe. You know, you were circling kind of around to the, the north, right? Yep. So when he starts moving and comes alive, my pounce comes into play. Um, you know, get off your pounce and he probably will react to that. <laughs> that would be a 17. A 17 is just enough to hit. <laughs> so. All right. So it has to succeed a DC 14 
strength saving throw. All right, 21. Okay, yeah. So I land on it, scratch at it. Uh, so yeah, you don't knock it prone. <laughs> I get a one. I don't knock it prone, but I do do 1d8 plus three to it. Okay, and what type of damage is that? Slashing. Probably ineffective. But. Yeah. So yeah, you're you know, unless they're animantium uh, claws, you just feel them kind of chunk off and you know, like kind of like you just punched a wall. <laughs> oh, I will release my hands to signal the two giants to throw rock. You see them looking at you as if they understand, or at least Phil does. It is going to try to slam you. Uh, does a 16 hit, Corin? AC 15, so yes, it does hit. All right, so it slams you against uh, a near the nearest rock, and you take uh, 19 bludgeoning damage. Okay. All right, so, uh, so at this point, uh, the hill giants get their turn. You see Phil pick up a rock. So yeah, you see the rock just that he throws at it kind of break apart as it slams into him. And Phil kind of drugs his shoulders at you. Viver, you know, does pretty much the same thing. While he showers it with rocks, he you know, makes no more you know, of a dent in either of these things than Phil did. Takes us back to the top of the order. And Stanton, you're gonna try to break free of this thing's grasp? Yes, well, you, what do I need to do to get out of a grapple? Um, give me a, a, a strength save. Strength save, okay. I guess it's contested strength save, so... 14. Okay, yeah, that's just enough. As it's crushing you, you kind of push yourself out and away from where it was grappling you. So that was your action. I assume you're probably going to want to, you know, move away quickly, or... Yeah, in this case, I'm... In this case, hiding doesn't do any good, so I might as well dash back into the, into the party on the trail as far as my little halfling legs can carry Alright, so it's going to take an opportunity attack as you leave. Uh, it attempts to slam you. Um, does a 15 hit you? 15 ties. 15 ties? Alright, uh, so you take uh, an additional 17 bludgeoning damage. <sighs> I, 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 I assume you want to get as far away as you can. <laughs> so, you know, you, what do you have, 30 feet? Or 25? I'm a, I'm a halfling, so it's only 25. You want to give me 30, I'll take 30, but... 25, all right. Yeah. So, uh, any bonus actions, I guess, before we... Or free actions? No, because of grappling, obviously getting out of grappling means I have to move out of whatever position I was in, so that would tie ball. Yeah, but I'd allow you to yell things. <laughs> yeah, that's a free action. Or cry. Crying is a free action. Yep. So, yeah, at this point, Marcus says, we either need to try to press through the pass or go back. Which way should we run? And uh, then, uh, Thandor, it's your turn. Uh, um, how far, how far away is George from me? I'd say, yeah, probably not too far because he just ran 25 feet up the trail, I, I assume. You didn't go backwards, did you, George? Or Stanton? Okay, so yeah, everybody was kind of heading up the trail. Um, so yeah, I guess he's he's probably yeah within 10, 15 feet of you. I, I ran to where the rest of the party was. Um, I am going to yep. I am going to try to use sacred flame on the rock that just um, attacked Sam. 
So they have a succeed on the deck save. All right, 21. We rolled really well today. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, assume no damage at that point. Um, so you take, or take, yep, no damage. So then for bonus action, as George runs by, I'm going to cast Guidance on him. So you have plus D4 to your next ability check of your choice. Okay. Fezzik, it's your turn. How far am I from Corrin? Corrin is kind of up around to the side. You're within 30 feet of him. Okay, so I am going to cast Misty Step and go to Corrin's aid. Okay, so yeah, you appear between, you know, right next to Corrin, I assume, and uh, you know, right next to this angel that attacked him. Right. Um, is Corrin down? Corrin, are you down? No, I, I am not feeling great. I'm down to 11 hit points, but I'm not down, down. He's hurting, okay? Yes. Once my animal form loses all of its hit points, I go back to my druid form at full health or whatever damage rolls over. So I'm not hurting yet, but... Corin, run! <laughs> and I take my whopping 25 feet and I start booking it up the path to try to get past these things. Okay, so you went close enough to yell that to him, but now you're basically gonna kind of circle outside of the yeah, the, the damage radius of this thing to try to head up the trail. Okay, all right. you can do that. Um, all right, Corin, your turn. So um, as my action, I am going to disengage. Um, and then I am going to, in leopard form, use my bonus action to dash after uh, Fezzik. Okay. Keeping myself between Fezzik and the angels. All right. So you've had you know plenty of dramatic saves with scooping you know, uh, you know Fezzik and others up as you go by. So would you like to attempt to do that again? <laughs> uh. This is going to come out wrong, but Fezzik, how heavy are you? Because as a snow leopard, I max out at about 120 pounds, so essentially a very large Labrador. Uh, could you ride something that size? So first, if you're a 120-pound Labrador, you're not a large Labrador, you're fat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're a fat Labrador. Good to know. I right. assume that you are healthier than that. <laughs> I, yeah, yes, uh, I, I am a very lean, all right, very lean. You're about the size of an unhealthy Labrador, but you're a healthy individual. Yes, I, I am a large predatory cat, but I just need to make sure that I am large enough to carry a passenger. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're correct. It was the bear you all arrived. Yes. So <laughs> in bear form, yes, I could just grab you by the scruff and just keep running, but I'm in cat form right now. So I'm only about 38 pounds. Okay, so then, yeah, you're not you're not even a third of my body weight. So then, yeah, um, I'm little. I will go ahead and try to scoop her up. So Fezzik will need to do. I think we did an acrobatics check the last time to see if she could mount me. Or he, he, a corn is a he. Yeah, he, he. Sorry. Fezzik rolls an eleven. <laughs> eleven. Okay, yeah, with eleven, I guess you know you can help with a deck save. Give us a deck save. I got a twelve. Twelve. Yeah, probably the ugliest. His hand dig into your fur and hold on for dear life. Roll me a real quick strength check just to make sure you are able to hold on. We might not be graceful. 17 on that one. 
Okay, yeah, with well, a 17, yeah, that's what's that's what's got you on uh, onto this this snow leopard is, is 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 you know your strength is just you're able to grab him as he goes by. So I am booking it at full speed, which puts my speed at 60 feet per turn or per movement action. Okay, yeah, you're able to make it all all the way up into the pass, and in fact, you know, do you want to go to the end of the pass at that point between the two peaks? Uh, yeah, no, I, I will go to the end where Fezzik is directing me. Okay, so yeah, when you go to the end, when you get there, you see that, yeah, the sun is kind of setting. You do not see Talgon anywhere, um, but you do see what appears to be a woman approaching, you know, walking up, up the hill. If you can help, come help, come help. Okay, yeah, she continues to walk up the hill. And let's see, uh, yeah, we're back. Reroll initiative. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's already in the initiative. <laughs> so, yeah, just, we... I'm thinking a little faster, please. Quick, quick question, Dave. Um, are we on like a kind of like a cliff side where it's a really steep drop off, but not like a straight cliff down to one side? Or is this just kind of like a flat? Yeah, if you go a couple hundred feet down, it does become a straight cliff drop down. And right now, it's kind of, yeah, there's a trail that kind of goes off to the left and kind of one that comes up from the right. Um, so it's almost like this is the point where two paths cross, you know, but basically people are walking, you know, not necessarily the ridge line, but just these paths that have, you know, um, been created by animals and then used by humanoids um, over the years to, to get through the mountains. Okay. Alrighty, got the plan for next turn. So, you know, Stanton, as you're, you know, kind of making your, your, your way towards the pass, you notice that to your right, a rock animates and kind of rolls toward you. Uh, 25 would hit you. So you have this boulder you know, that uh, does not seem to be animated, but that just kind of seems to roll straight at you, um, you know, do 10 damage to you. Okay. And you know the weird thing is, I guess maybe Thandor, you're probably the one to see this because you're now closer than it almost looked to you as if you know the the stone creature waved his hand and you know used his hand to roll this stone um, that you know was across you know the trail you know into into Stanton. Thandor, the angel to you know the the, the right of the path. Yeah, you know, turns its hand and points it directly at you. Please roll me a wisdom saving throw. All right, twenty-four. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you, know, you feel as if you you know you're able to shake off the effects of whatever this was. Uh, that uh, it felt like it was almost something that was trying to slow you down, or even maybe stiffen you like a a rock. Whatever it was, the magic didn't take on you. And George, let's have you make the same roll as the one on the left points its hand towards you. Um, a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> they both suck. Whatever. Um, a four or a seven, depending on which one D&D gives me credit for. Okay, but you actually do. Don't forget your guidance. So you oh, oh, so that, oh, then I, that's a D4. So then I add my roll D4 on top of it. Oh, that's four, so 11. Okay, so it's not quite enough. Of course not. I feel like you're running through just like thick mud. So it's almost like you're moving at half speed now. I'm a halfling, so what else is new? Well, half speed for you. 
Yeah, I'm a quar. I'm, I'm a quarreling now. Right. Got it. Okay. Phil is going to come up, and he is going to attempt to, from behind, um, grapple you know, this this thing that just sent that rock slamming into you. He's going to roll an eight, so he does not <laughs> grapple it. Uh, unless it really, really fails its strength check, now 12, so. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you see it kind of, you know, as Phil tries to get his arms around this, this giant boulder creature that it throws him off. And uh, then, you know, Viver you know, comes and tries to do the same thing. Rolls a 15. And the creature shakes him off, too. <laughs> so. Yeah, they, they are both up on this creature. So Corn and Fezzik, you see this woman kind of, you know, come up and approach you. She's like, are there others? Yes, a lot that way. She's like, I will go help. And, you know, at this point, she kind of shirks off her cloak. You see wings kind of sprout out from behind her. And her head almost seems to burst into a you know, flames that kind of curl down her back. Um, almost like a mane of, of fur, but yeah, made of fire as she continues to walk into, you know, the pass behind you. Fezzik stares at her like, wow, like, he, he says, if there is a religion, it is her. Hey, Corin, <laughs> any reactions from you? Corin starts like prancing and tails swishing back and forth. Yeah, so yeah, she'll she'll enter the fray the next turn, I believe, Stanton, that brings us back to you. Oh, I finally get to do something. Okay. <laughs> you hope. I, I hope. Well, in this case, I've been... So Stanton, actually, as you're kind of, you know, just to give you a sense of what you've got, is you see now that there is this, this humanoid type angel figure moving in with its flaming head down the pass toward, you know, to, towards the fray. Okay, well, in this case, in theory, I have primeval awareness where she should have told me that something like this was it was within six miles of me. Uh, and you've been a bit occupied. Well, yeah, that doesn't mean they were there for that long. <laughs> um, you definitely sense that, you know, that this is a celestial. Right. Again, a celestial, as an action, you spend one range of spell slot. Since any, whether any aberration, celestial dragons, elementals, fae, fiends, or undead are present within one mile of you, or up to within six miles of your favorite terrain, which I happen to be in. Yeah, but features... you didn't expend the action. <laughs> but you can now to determine what she really is. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, but you know, of course, you can only tell that one of those things is nearby, not necessarily what, right? Were there any? So, doesn't reveal the location or number. You know, I, okay. Do I have any rock crawling, floating, or flying at me at this point? You know, you still need to move. I guess would be the assumption you make. But yeah, you don't see anything else moving. But the the other rock, you didn't notice moving until it moved. So you are headed up the, right. you know, the hill. Right. Where path. are my relationship to the rest of the party? So probably have about 50 more feet. Of course, you're moving very slow. Um, so 12 and a half feet per turn, I believe. <laughs> Unless you want to dash. 
um, at, at uh, you know the 25. I'll let you decide what you want to do. But yeah, you have about 50 more feet till you till you enter the pass, and you're gonna have to pass between the two stone angels. Has the rest of the party already passed them? Um, just Corin and Fezzik. Okay. Does he see us just at the corner where the angel just turned around? Um, he probably sees shadows of you behind, or not really shadows. I guess just your your silhouettes in the flickering lights of this, uh, you know, angel's mane. So then you probably would have seen Corin turning back around, coming back your direction, or getting ready to come back your direction. Yeah, and you know, I guess you can see whoever or whatever this angel is has not engaged your friends, and your friends just let them, you know let it pass. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make sense of all this. If I, if I'm understanding where I am in terms of relationship, with the rest of, the rest of the party, some or all the party have passed between, the two stony angels. Everybody but you, Thandor, Phil, Marcus, and Viver are are still making your way up. So you all have. That's a big difference between everybody and everybody. I mean, so this. All right. So only some of the party. Phil and Vivar are the furthest back. They just, yeah, were trying to, uh, you know, grapple whatever that stone creature was that did the most damage on you. Every, you know, you and Thandor are, you know, making your way up. Uh, or I assume Thandor is going to try to make his way up the hill, but who knows? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and go. I, I'll, I can get up there, but no problem. I was gonna say, let, let's try a simple math game. How many people are within thirty feet of me? No, uh, no people. Except for Thandor. Thandor is, yes. So, yeah. Thandor's people. Well, I think I can cast Pass Without Trace and try and and try and try go through that way. Okay. How's on the end of the game? Maybe a total party killed all these different podcasts. Nobody's dead yet. I have, I have, I George, I have a Dispel Magic I can throw at you. you you're good. You're good. Don't, don't stress about it. I'm not stressing about it. I'm just. I'm, I'm trying to be. The, I'm trying to add levity to this moment here. Okay, come on. I've been dying to do king size Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> just give me two more turns. <laughs> all right. Well, they. All right. Then. <laughs> if if the goal is we got to get between these two rock pillars, yeah, I've been a little. I'll make you a doorway. Right, well, don't worry. Just. I'm going. All right. I'm dropping <laughs> concentration on flame arrows. I'm going to then switch concentration to pass without trace. I will. I will cast that. Right. So we, in this case, we would we able to use that to actually then continue moving in the direction we're moving towards between the stones towards further down the trail. All right. Give me a stealth check. And then I guess, you know, I, I assume you're going to, uh, well, I guess you only have you know, movement left now that you've cast. Um, is Pass Without Trace a bonus action? No, it's an action. It's an action. Okay. So yeah, you only have 12 and a half feet to move. <laughs> So 11 plus 21. And so 21, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're kind of moving up between the rocks. You know, I assume you're skirting yep. one of the All sides. Right. So yeah, you're, you're probably pretty stealthy. Uh, okay. Um, Is Marcus within 30 feet? Of me. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Marcus. Marcus. Okay, so he's, he gets a plus yep, 10 yeah, too. Yeah, Marcus was. Um, so, so yeah, he's going to fireball both of them. Um, or actually, they're not close enough together. I guess, you know, he's going to do the one on the right. Big numbers, big numbers. He engulfs that in a you know, fireball and uses, yeah, the 
that. He's going to roll a stealth to see if he can hide while, you know, that's blinding everybody, um, which he rolls a 23. So, yeah, you see the, the, the you know, the, the, this fireball light up the, you know, the statue on the right. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it, it doesn't really have the ability to vocalize. So, yeah, it, it just kind of, you know, sizzles is what you hear. Thandor, it's your turn. How far am I from the pet, top of the path? Um, you're, yeah, probably you were about even with Stanton, so about 50 feet. So he's now probably 12 and a half feet ahead of you. I don't want to spend a third level spell because we may need it. I am going to, I am going to cast Bless on the two giants. And who is next to me? So then Stan. So the two giants and Stan get blessed. Okay. Okay. So that is my action. I am I'm gonna for my bonus action, I am going to Misty Step 30 feet up. Okay. Yeah, and roll me a stealth as you kind of appear up there. And don't forget your pass without trace. That's what how many is that? Plus five? Um 10. Plus 10. I'm at a disadvantage at this. So, 11. You see the angel to the left look down at where you appeared. You're not quite in grappling range, so it doesn't immediately react because it's not its turn. Uh, Fezzik, what would you like to do? I am going to turn and start making my way back down following the Celestial. Still kind of like with this like, wow, expression. Okay, yeah. And Thandor, did you want to use your motion too? I mean, to go back to you for a second? Yeah, because I realized you didn't get to move. How far am I from? If you move 30 feet up, you're about 20 feet from, you know, the the, the, the edge of the pass. And the statue has moved up so that it, it would be about 10 feet from the, you know, trail. So, you you know, you wouldn't draw a an opportunity attack. Oh, I yeah okay so I got 25 feet I will I will sprint that last 25 feet okay so yeah as you're entering the pass you do see this you know this angel with this flaming mane of hair coming down the path towards you with what appears to be Fezzik and Corin uh, behind not engaged with them at least it's a celestial yes it is I make a religion check you may you may nope I got a one. <laughs> so it's a five. No. I, right. I'm in. I, I'm looking at this sizzling rock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Fezzik, I'm gonna just go back to your turn. Um, I'm. I'm just gonna follow her. I'm not gonna do any action. I know that they're gonna attack me if I try to attack them first. But I want to be able to back up this amazing person if need be. Let's see. Okay, Corin, it's your turn now. So I want to chain cast. Um, to start with, um, enlarge. Uh, okay. And then I am going to redo my wild shape as my bonus action and go into grizz into bear form. Um, so okay. now Fezzik is currently trying to ride a uh, nine foot at the shoulder uh, round bear. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so as he's shifting, roll a real quick deck save just to make sure you can still hold on. <laughs> yeah, I was fishing for that. <laughs> 14. I think 14, yeah, that's enough to hang on. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. So you, yeah, you've shifted. Anything else you're gonna do on your turn? I'm gonna do my move action to charge directly between the two statues. How tall and like large are they? Because I kind of want to like shoulder check them so that they lose balance, but I'm not gonna like go out of my way to attack them. 12 to 15 feet high. Okay, so if I like stood on my hind legs at like 18 to 20 feet, I'd be bigger than them, but. Yeah, yeah. I could I could at the very least hip check them as I ran by. Um, yeah, only one of them. They're not really, it's not like they're standing together and you just be slide through and bump up. <laughs> okay. Then I will like charge forward and bolt straight to Stanton at this point. Okay. Yeah, actually, how 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 far is your range as the, as a bear? As a bear, it's Did 40 you... feet. Okay, yeah, so you'd only make it like two thirds of the way down the path. So I guess you're just kind of sprinting. Yeah. Yep. Um, down, but yeah, that, on your next turn, you can definitely pick one to hip check. That works. So, so the stone creature is once again going to, um, it's going to try to slam first Phil. All right, so it slams Phil, and you know you hear him howl in pain. And it's going to then attack him again. Oops. You know, he howls in pain. You know, twice is just yeah. You know, this thing does unspeakable damage to him. Um, oh, I mean, I guess I, yeah, you can speak it because yeah, he just took it. <laughs> so, Sandor, yeah, the one that you know you kind of were making eye contact with on the last turn um, is going to you oh. know attempt to slam you with its arms. Uh, let's see, is a fourteen hit? It does not. Okay, so yeah, you just feel this mighty blow miss you. The one on the right's turn, George. You know, I guess you're still moving your way up the path. Now, the good news is it's not much slower than here. <laughs> it's not much faster than you. It can move 15 feet per round, so it moves a little bit up towards you. And it's not quite in, it's not quite in range yet. Uh, yeah, that's its turn. At this point, you know, you know, Phil, you know, howls in anger. You know, he's gonna back away. I guess, you know, Thandor and um, Stanton, you'd see him move 40 feet back away from this thing. And Viver, you know, really, you know, does it pretty much mirrors that action, disengaging and paralleling with um, Phil. Our friend with the glowing hair, she is, as she kind of comes out of the pass, she pulls just this amazing longsword that immediately bursts into flame and she hits it with a crit um doing 53 damage all right wow um so yeah you kind of see you know almost as you know just this one blow she kind of knocks an arm off of one of these you know these stone statues and she's going to slash at it again doing another huge amount of damage as just more stone goes flying off you know she's like tell your master that I will kill all of you if you continue try to maintain a presence here in these mountains. You are not welcome here. Stanton, it is your turn. I am continuing to move up the path to join the rest of the party in front of me. Yeah, if you would like, make a uh, second wisdom throw to see if you can slow off this um, uh, slowing effect. No way. Okay, yep. So, so, you know, you can dash and move a whole 25 feet. And it doesn't affect my stealthiness, so... 
Yeah, you can still try to be stealthy as you move up. And especially we have with all of the commotion with flaming swords and flaming hair, explosive awesomeness. My plus 18 with guidance. Yeah, I think I can I can safely dash. Why not? All right. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, Marcus's turn. He is going to nod at the uh, the angel uh, that's uh, you know kind of come to your rescue. And, uh, you know, he's going to push behind her and, uh, you know, he's going to hit the one on the left with a fireball as well. So the one on the left is looking in very rough shape. You can kind of see that they're, they're wearing it down rather quickly. So it's Marcus's Thandor. It's your turn now. Thandor is going to cast a second level um, healing word at Phil. How, many, how much hit points does he get back? He is going to get back... 13. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to do on your turn? Maybe. Let me see real quick. Yeah. Um, spiritual hammer. So I'll, I'll use spiritual hammer on the one on the left. It does. I got a 17 plus 8, 25. Okay. That's definitely a hit. And damage is 9. Force damage. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're continuing to chip away at it. Uh, Fezzik, it's your turn. Fezzik's just in the background being like, yes, yes, go you, go. <laughs> All right, yeah, Corrin, I guess you're going to get, well, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're uh, I guess, yeah, continuing to do that from the back of this bear that's about to go hip check. Uh, I assume probably the one on the left. Yep. Um, yeah. Just so, the, yeah. whatever the shortest distance to Stanton is. Yeah, give me a strength check to see if your hip check knocks it over. We'll pick up there next time. scouting has taught me is teamwork. Teamwork is most successful when it is engaged with a team of diverse people with diverse backgrounds, bringing multiple experiences to the table so that the entire group can benefit from their shared experience. So when thinking about Black History Month, make sure not only to read about important events in Black History, also you can watch movies, TV, and now, hey, engage with neighbors, friends, folks from around the town. Reach out and help make a difference. But more important, listen and learn. We know you're out there looking to support us, so there's many different ways in which you can support us. One of the ways is with dollars. If you join our Patreon, you actually get our early access to episodes, as well as cool merch that's available nowhere else, and many, many other things. So go over to patreon.com slash leaders and legacies to find out more about that um you can also help us in ways that don't involve money you know writing a review making sure that you download episodes each week on your favorite podcatcher or just by introducing us to someone else who hasn't listened before and making them a regular listener now all the legal bits We are not affiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast, although we do recommend that your life will be better with them in it, so please support 
and participate with them. All of our music is licensed from Soundstripe.com. Additional images are licensed from Shutterstock.com. Our logo was created by Catherine Evans. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy. And make sure that you subscribe to our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. And never forget to remember... It's Z&D! Yeah, we're agreeing on that now. Everybody in? Hands in. One, two, three. Go team!